face. Yeah, I can barely talk too, so this this one will be for you guys. Oh, that's real good podcasting there, then, bud. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, he's more of a he's the one line guy. He, My face yeah. is super numb. I'm not going to even bother trying to get the words other, up. The other Dude. kids on PTO. The kid uh, has not been on the podcast besides one episode for the last month and a half. So he came back for the one hundredth. Yeah, he came kid. back for the one hundredth. Yeah. Yeah, but Coop, I'm recording whenever you want to go. Oh, good. Call this kid fucking Lincoln Park. His face is numb. <laughs> if I <am. laughs> call the other kid Chester Bennington because he might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, f- you, Craig, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the hundred and first rendition of Cooped Up Conversations with Aaron, Joey, Prokop, and me, Cooper. And joining us today, a very special guest, an absolute hoot. The, the the king of Amish country, a fellow Connecticut transplant that also hates Connecticut. I mean, just an absolute legend from Pennsylvania. Mr. Avery Quinn, how are we doing, Avery? Hey Thanks guys. for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. I've been wanting to do this for a while. It's been, it's been due. It's been a long time coming. And uh, also just warning you, the first five minutes are rough because like, I don't know why I was just having a normal conversation with you, and now all of a sudden we're getting recorded, and for whatever reason, I'm like fearful of just destroying my career in one word, so I like uh, butcher the first five minutes. But um, Wait, what, what, all right, which career, which career are you talking the about? Real the, the real one, the one that makes okay, money. I was about to yeah, say, like, you don't job. worry about your stand-up, I've seen it, you're going to, you know, fucking... Yeah, that's, I would, I would not classify that as a career, I finally described myself as a comic to somebody, uh. So that's like a, the first step of, uh, I think, but yeah, no, my actual career, the one that actually pays bills and is yeah. it make, make believe I'm doing a podcast in a car. So to say that this is, uh, this is my career, that would be kind of a rock bottom moment. I think. Oh, oh <laughs> if you look on most comics, Facebook, it'll say their job is stand up comedy. And I'm like, dude, I know your real job. Like fucking, I can see your name tag. Fucking, it's not it. <laughs> Didn't I... Burger King at two o'clock. You find their career. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, I, that's the one thing too, about doing stand up comedy. Besides the, the fact that everyone kind of is a little bit, there's a little bit of a lack of self-awareness for sure but also just the fact that i felt like i was like i was like oh i'm sad like you know what i mean and then i started doing stand-up comedy and i realized i'm definitely not sad some of these people are just i just can't believe it i just can't believe it i i gravitated toward i like you because you're one of the few like normal fucking people in what we do it's just like all the fucking delusion it uh, it pisses you you, the other two i mean i don't know anything about you guys you don't need to divulge any information i I got what i needed um but you just um you should be happy that you have no drive to do stand-up at all because it's it's just wastes of weekday nights yeah so joey came out to the show that i did with mo green at village pizza great show go check out mo green at village pizza it's a great place but uh Zach Mack was supposed to come out and be the other half of the crowd. Yeah. And he got COVID. So he canceled last second. So all like all like five of my high school friends, my sister, her boyfriend, and then my mom, which was a mistake on my end. I don't know. I was way too confident. I was like, oh, mom, you should come to the show. Stupid. 
stupid. But it was just us and Village Pizza. And um, as happy as I was, it was almost a facade because the I wanted to put a, a gun in my mouth afterwards. I'm like, that might have been one of the most embarrassing things. I ever, I said put people who uh, who, who eat at Long John Silver's in camps, which <laughs> my mom's face after that was a little rough. But see, so, the thing is, is, is I sent it because I'm like, it's only my friends and then the three sad people from Bloomfield that are drinking beer at the bar. I'm like, no one's going to care if I say put long. It was also a joke. So, I mean, like, it, it's a, it's a joke, but I felt comfortable. I don't know if... I, I've I've been reworking it. I said they shouldn't own guns. I think that's a good one, especially in Massachusetts. That's about a fifty percent hit rate, anyways. So people want to take that away without going to Long John Silver's. So I think saying go oh the, the, if you go to Long John Silver's, you you shouldn't own a gun. That's I uh that's that's very funny. In the current climate. <laughs> I like I like I like that, dude. I I uh, okay. So so my mom didn't. Well. <laughs> First of all, I never invited my parents. At one point, my parents just like forced themselves to one of my comedy shows. They're like, we, they're like, we don't like. You say you're doing stand up every night for how many of these months? We're going to like an open mic, and they went to an open mic, and thankfully it wasn't horrible, but it was in like a dirty basement where like my dad got like a beer. And my mom was afraid to like sit down. <laughs> just like that is where hepatitis started. It was at an open mic, um, <laughs> but. Yo, speak, yeah. speaking of uh, speaking of careers and shit, I uh, I don't mean to hijack your podcast, but I do have something. Please do. So now, at my point in my career, I've been recognized by just random people on the street for doing comedy three times. One That's time was dope. in Pennsylvania. The second time, which was the dopest one, I was walking around the Big E with my girlfriend, and fucking, I was by like the Massachusetts house of the Big E, which I learned what that was. I just thought it was a fair. Turns out all you guys go fucking nuts for it. It is sick. The Big E is really cool. We don't go to that the Western yeah. Mass thing. We have this thing called King Richard's Fair where people play, they LARP. Oh, okay. Sick. I got to check that out. I feel like that'd be fun. No, don't. No, they got turkey legs and shit. It's cool. It's a little, okay. they're all, they're it's all, like they're both comedy. Over-hyped. It's like a different, it's a different group of sad, lonely people. Okay. But they just dress up as, uh, medieval men and women mm. but people play pilgrims in our town too so i mean there's a lot of sad sad actors well dude i'm from i'm from like the only place in the country where people still believe witches exist so um <laughs> it's bad funny but you got recognized at the big e by yeah. like, just like so this- just just a dude the guy a literally a guy just like makes a beeline for me and my girlfriend and he goes you're a comedian. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I've seen you at comics in like the com- comedy club in Mohegan Sun. He goes, you're really funny. And I was like, thanks, man. He shook my hand. I was like, oh, fuck. That was awesome. I was like, I was beaming for the next like half hour. My girlfriend, like it, it was front of my girlfriend. She was like, that was actually pretty cool. I'm like, I know. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, you were chubbed up at Big E. That's what you doing for. Big, dude, big, I was big e. rock hard at Big E. Um, <laughs> but then the next time. But then, like, it's crazy because three weeks later I got recognized, but in a much sadder way. I work at Dick's Sporting Goods, um, <laughs> and I was fucking stocking shelves. And a guy just goes, the guy, guy was uh, stocking shelves, and a guy goes, you're a comedian. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I've seen, you at a, I've seen you at the Elbow Room. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, 
all right, and just walked away. <laughs> just, like, just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> just like, that was, I wish you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> just like, fucking. This is my place of business. Yeah, just literally, just like, <laughs> fucking stalking it, like, just made my life a little bit sadder. Just like... <laughs> the dick did not work that night, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Was... Low T night. I was a very low teen night. Like, like you didn't even said I was like funny or anything. You're just like, hey, I've seen you. All right, I'm gonna let you go back to your fucking minimum job. You know that reminding you me. To put just, anyways, you know where the flip flops? <laughs> yeah, literally, just like just reminding me that my comedy career wasn't going the way I hoped. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! That's not funny, dude. I don't. If someone said that to me. That might be enough for me to have stopped, like, to be real. Like, at this point, people in our town know about our podcast now. Joey's dad knows about it, and he's, like, not nice. Like, he's a good guy. He's just a little bit – his bit is he's mean. That's just his deal. Mean deal. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's – Red he Foreman. Said, he said we oh, should bring sick. on we should bring on someone's dog to challenge us intellectually, and then he uh, described us as something – uh Lacking intelligence. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> a little bit of a humbling moment for sure. But, Dude, I, I don't think I could have a podcast just because my parents would like want to listen and they'd just be like, You say that. I'm a clean comic, but there's no way you can do a podcast clean. No. Y- y- yeah, like a lot of swearing. I had to cut the I had to cut the cunts out. That's definitely one I need to cut out. But I, li- I like that one. It's it's so I, I, hard I not to use the, it. The language. I'm the one who edits it. One so of the most you're... embarrassing things in my life was when our pa- my parents like we tried to do a YouTube like channel back when I was in high school, and I made like a fucking I just told like a seven minute story about how I needed to shit in the river, uh, when we went on this tubing thing in in North, like North Conway, and it was like a nine minute rant. I elaborated on it. I thought it was quite funny. But it wasn't funny when my dad first got the Google stick that you could plug into the TV, and he just typed my name in, and it came up on our YouTube channel. And uh, watching the video with my parents, it was way less funny. And, uh, <laughs> so I think Wait. that's why I, I, I popped my cherry with like that embarrassing thing I put on the internet with my parents. So like I think that's why I'm not that intimidated about the podcast. Um. So you said your your dad is the one that or your dad is the mean one. No, my dad's uh, my dad's also the, the blank, my dad also is a bit guy. One. But Joey's dad's like to the ne- Joe Joey's dad like uh, you can see it in his eyes. He gets like enjoyment making you uncomfortable when you walk into his house. So like 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 is he mean to the point of like he listens to the podcast just to fucking give you shit about the podcast because that is next level of taking an hour out of your day. No, no, he just found it. He just found it, which is a little bit worse. <laughs> but at the end of the I, I think it was a pretty decent, not actually, it was, it was an okay episode, but we talked about, we talked about how England sucks and stuff and it was a little extreme, but. Sick. That rules. Yeah. That yeah, but some... I mean, English, England sucks, dude. I'm, I'm still getting so many people. They're starting to comment mean stuff on the TikTok that mm. blew up, and I'm starting to get a little, a little bit sad. <laughs> oh, you had a TikTok that blew up. Yeah, dude, blew, it was the stupidest one I think I've ever made too. Like, it was just dumb. I posted it on the Instagram. It got like six likes, but it got like 2.9 million views on TikTok. Like nuts. 
And there's still British people every day, about 40 of them commenting about how stupid I am and stuff like that. And at, fu- at first, I'm like, I like try to fight back on it. Not even in a, like I continued the bit. Like I was like, oh, I have fun with no heat this winter and stuff like that. Uh, but now they're like commenting about how my, my forehead's big. I got called a Discord mod today, which kind of did make me feel a little sad about myself. <laughs> so I, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't act as much anymore. But back in Pennsylvania, I used to like have, uh, uh, like I used to act in commercials and shit. And some of them were pretty cool when people be like, "Hey, I saw you on TV." But like, I'm not gonna lie, there are like half, half of my like acting gigs, I had my shirt off, and it wasn't because they're like, oh fucking for a model it was because i got hired as the fat guy you learn you're fat when you audition because they're like we think you're good for fat guy number two and i'm like i (laughs) i didn't realize i was that category um (laughs) you (laughs) but but you're the chubby guy dude that's your role for 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 a year i was a i was the lead in a commercial campaign for the fucking uh chain of gas stations in west virginia or I was a fucking, I played an offensive lineman who, like, sucked at football. And, like, the one the one was a fucking video, uh, a commercial of, like, me shirt tearing off my shirt while, like, all the whole team was spraying me with beer. And not that it matters, but it was, like, the one guy had face tattoos and it, it, it just looked like a gay porn. Um, I think you showed me this. It was fucking a riot. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's just like, and they're just spraying me like, yeah, and it's like, it's 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 real. Uh, I still have, uh, I still have comic friends from back home that found that, um, and every year on the anniversary of it, they post it on their Facebook, and they're just like, just remembering that Avery did the gayest commercial I've ever seen, and every year, and it's like they're like at this point they're like friends with my mom and like people that like I know, and every year like a bunch of them repost it, I'm just like just reminding you that Avery did the gayest commercial you can, dude. How unco- like did they at least play music when they were spraying you with beer when you filmed the commercial? Like the behind the scenes, like stuff's way cringier when like like the production's not there. So like how how did that feel getting sprayed by beer by all those guys? Well, it was it's it's weird of like it, it's it's weird when like they do it they they cut a take because like you know an angle was wrong or something like that and I'm fucking like sticky with beer and like other guys who are like just kind of extras that just kind of did it as like they found it and I went to school for theater and they're like so like you know what kind of work you're doing and I'm just like dripping with beer shirtless and they're like, yeah, you know, you know, just trying to get out, get my name out there, trying to hopefully get out of more commercial work and maybe hopefully find like a smaller parts on something more regular. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's the goal. And then they fucking action. And then these guys are just like, oh, <laughs> fucking beer on my face. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how, I, I, I feel how like much did that's you get paid for that commercial? Uh, it was it was. So it was a series of commercials. It was four commercials. I think it was something like six hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, somewhere around there. Now that it gets retweeted every year, do you think that five hundred dollars was worth it? I just fucking. I'm a comic. I I don't give a fuck. But like it is. I, it was when they initially when people initially found it. It was that like oh, oh no like type oh, of thing. You should just repost it as a TikTok and get like be like, yep, this is my work. <laughs> Hire <laughs> me, fucking please. went to school for theater. 
Well, that's where it school. led. I went to Shippensburg University. I went to a state school in PA. I mean, it was it was theater and journalism, so it's not, it, it wasn't just that. I had two disappointing fucking <laughs> studies. It's better to double dip, though. You know what I mean? Now you, oh, have, yeah, a, yeah. Now you have a way broader uh, ability to apply for stuff. I mean, to be fair, I didn't. I've gotten more paid work than anyone else in my theater program at that. <laughs> the successful alumni—they have you in the newsletter every year. <laughs> they show. They show the beer. Yeah, they show just like successful spokesman for fucking gas station company in West Virginia. It could have been a porn hub. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably up on there. It was uh, so, crazy because I had to. Uh, then after the beer was the last scene because it's like a fucking messy scene. And then I was I had four cases of beer poured on me. And then they're like they handed me a check and they're like, "All right, have a good one." I'm like, "Dude, I have to drive four and a half hours back, like or like five hours back home. I reek of booze. If I get pulled over, there's no way anyone's gonna think I wasn't. I'm not absolutely hammered. Like, yeah." Of the cop, and I don't know if that helped your case or not, dude. My uh, well, uh, my car. I think I think for like about a month afterward, my car just reeked of booze. Yeah, that's like a smell that doesn't come out easily. You need to no. I had to get I had to get McDonald's drive through like every other day for fucking like three weeks to get it out. That's Leave why out I did it. Sun, get the grease nice and cooked in. Every once in a while, when I put my car in the sun, I could still smell the million fucking Newports that my grandpa smoked in this car before I inherited it. Just every once in a while, you get that whiff, and it's uh, it's a nice remembrance of the old-timer. So, I appreciate how many cigarettes he smoked, but any, anyway, Avery, you were a fellow uh, Connecticut transplant. You were probably the old. See, the thing that I never learned when I was down in Connecticut was to stop making fun of how stupid Connecticut was every set. It never helped me out, and I never learned, but it was so hard not to make fun of that state. Have you warmed up to a little bit since uh, since I left, or are you still uh, a, a hater of Connecticut? Well, the thing about Connecticut, it's close to a lot of cool things, but <laughs> it itself just blows, man. I mean, it's 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 like I work at like four a like four a.m. and there's just traffic. There's a highway with like the, like it, it, it's so congested up here, and I hate every minute of being around people like like that like and also everyone's a dickhead it's a terrible state where in connecticut do you live again uh hartford like right outside of hartford okay okay yeah the dude where i was at up in tolland was just so boring i couldn't stand it it took us like 15 minutes to drive somewhere that like looked like people lived there and then it was only to strip malls of like it was just the worst and everyone is so hype about it and i'm like the only thing you guys got going is the pizza we had we had we had aiden maloney on a few months ago and him and uh our buddy aaron screamed at each other for 45 minutes because aiden was so he was like connecticut's way better than new jersey you're someone from pennsylvania which state which state do you think's better jersey or connecticut uh he's you're thinking so this is a because some parts of jersey have their fucking have like their air but that's with every state except connecticut um so <laughs> probably jersey fucking i don't know 
See, this was a heated debate, but the only thing Aiden could bring up was the fact that seafood and pizza is the only things. And I'm like, you can get better versions of that an hour and a half in Massachusetts, which is way better. It's not even close. I it was about Connecticut that I think I liked, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. And then these people don't leave, man. Not the comics, just people in Connecticut in general don't leave. I don't know why you would, as like a, like my girlfriend has some friends from law school that are like, oh, I'm going to stay in Connecticut instead of going to New York or Boston. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? I will (laughs) say, I like the Northeast seafood. It's like a heartier seafood. Like, I like crab and all that shit, but like fucking cod and fish and chips and like that kind of shit. That's good. That's good seafood. That's that. That's my shit. It's the cornbread and they do the cornbread on the clams too. the corn flour. Oh, and it thickens up the clams and stuff. I'm a I'm a big clam guy. Huge clam guy. Not as big of an oyster guy. I, like, people love oysters. Right? I don't really like them. But the craziest thing still to this, like, when I first came to the Nook was being challenged to an oyster showdown by Jazzman. He's like, do you want to slurp, slurp, slurp them up? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they're eating oysters out there. And I'm like, this is like a dive bar in in Western Mass. Who's <laughs> live, like, fresh, raw oysters is the last thing I'd expect. And these guys were slurping them down. Now I know because Kev's like, Kev gets the seafood fresh and stuff. So like, I would maybe eat them now. But it was the weirdest experience. I'm like, I need to, like the first few weeks of stand up. I'm like, I think everybody here is fucking with me. I thought like it just seemed so fucking ridiculous. Like the weirdest shit. We last night we had this lady. She could have been a stereotypical Boston townie. This one kid made a joke about goodwill hunting. He's like, "Oh, it's about a movie that it's about a movie that uh, it's like a, a movie if Boston people were smart." I think was the punchline. It's like, "Ha, it's funny." This one lady turns around. She's like, "Fuck you." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Don't talk shit about goodwill hunting." And we all thought it was a joke. And then like the kid kept going. And she's like, where are you fuck you from? Are you from Hingham or Pembroke, you fucking yuppie? Screaming at this kid. Saying her friend Sully from Southie would kick his ass and shit. Nuts. But this one girl goes up. She did not like this girl. For whatever reason. I don't know why. So I'm outside. I go out to smoke a joint. She's standing there smoking a cigarette. And she's like, you're classy. And I'm like, I was holding my, I, I made a joke about holding my penis. So I'm like, I don't know if I would classify myself as classy. And she starts going off about the, the these girls talking about abortions and stuff like that. This one girl comic comes out, and this lady starts going at her because she made a joke about like some some guy had a D A D D plate, which is like dads against daughters dating or something. <laughs> so I was like, why don't you just admit you want to fuck your daughter or something? That's it. And I was like, that's funny. This lady starts going off. She's like, you're a uh, pro cop. I might need to cut this. But she goes, you're a fucking Jewish cunt. You fucking Jewish cunt bitch. You don't belong in Quincy screaming at this girl. And I was just like. I thought the whole time she was had, had a bit going. She did not sc- like screaming obscenities at me at, at this girl. And then's like looking at me like I'm going to like back her up. And I'm so I'm glad I give off that vibe. 
that's the problem. We were talking last week about how, like, if you just looked at our podcast, we definitely like look like an alt right pipeline kind of co- podcast. But I'm glad I give off that vibe to Boston townies too. I've never experienced. I don't know how you could make. First off, she's like, "What if you got molested?" And I was like, "All right, she's Irish Catholic. Clearly, her and her friend Sully <laughs> got molested. Like that sucks. Like, but it, it, like maybe she got molested. That's what I told her. I'm like, maybe she got molested, lady, and that's how she deals with it. Who knows? I'm like, you can't just make assumptions. And also, you hate crime. You're like yelling. Like if you like. Good thing no one was videotaping it because my face would have been right in it and I would have looked like I was associated with this lady. I wasn't. I like talk. I like, but I was like, I felt bad. I apologize to the, the female comic because I, I didn't like really say anything besides like, hey, you kind of like cut it off, like cut it out. I didn't mm. go at this lady until the, the girl left because I didn't want to escalate it. But I'm like, I felt kind of bad because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to defuse that situation. Once not, started- not, not trying to defend this lady, but feel like if you got molested being horrible at stand-up comedy is the worst fucking therapy for it i'm just saying bad jokes good jokes maybe but bad jokes i don't know i just i don't know hey where are you from dude <laughs> which up. one broke up uh i'm so i'm from massachusetts like i'm more uh like towards the rhode island border and okay. i live in rhode island now but um like we went to school together in Lowell and you know mass people all go to the city and stuff so pretty pretty familiar with the 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 New England territory yeah did a me and my girlfriend did the cliff walk back in April that oh, was fun it's gorgeous yeah. oh th- you, some of it fell into the ocean yeah 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 and by that uh all girls college so you saw some lesbians and some beautiful ocean shoreline that's nice that's a fucking day i mean that's a perfect day for me. So <laughs> lesbians and on the coast. That's I, why you go to Newport. Yeah, it's great, man. I but uh, one thing I will say, Avery, uh, that I think you just have some BDE for doing is bringing your girlfriend to open mics. That's one of the craziest things I think I've experienced. I can't believe you have the balls to do that. My girlfriend doesn't come to anything. I think that would be it for us. I don't know if she would ever be able to look at me the same after doing uh, stand up at the Hungry Tiger. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I mean, full disclosure, my girlfriend. Well, here's how low my self esteem is. Is like my girlfriend. Uh, we worked together, and I was a little oblivious that she had a crush on me. And then she came to one of my comedy shows, and I'm like, well, she didn't want to come because she probably thought I was funny. She clearly is into me. So, like, the literally the next day I asked her out. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. And I was totally right. Like, that's all it took. <laughs> so, like, our main introduction, really, besides, like, talking in an office a couple of times before that, was she saw me at comedy. And then, to be fair, like, the best open mic in the world, in my opinion, is the Harrisburg Comedy Zone. It's fucking awesome. It's a legit comedy club. They have an open mic and they always have an audience because it's a complex. It's fucking four bars and a comedy club and like a re- dining room part of the restaurant. And it's all attached to this giant like a hotel too. So like there's just enough people in that area that like on Thursdays when it happens, drunk people just go into the comedy club and sometimes they heckle, but it's an audience. And she actually really enjoyed going to that because it's like fun. You know, it's like a fucking party. It's a good time. Um, and I'm not going to lie. In Connecticut, she slowed down going to some of the mics with me because, I mean, 
every once in a while, I'll be like, I'll, I'll be like, I'm going to a mic. She's like, ah, come with you. I got nothing to do. And, uh, and then so, now at this point, it'll, it'll, it'll slow her down. She's like, ah, that, that was really rough. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> really? Dude, cause it's, I'm not even saying it cause of you. I'm just saying it cause of like, just watching hours of bad comedy. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's just, I like, cause I hate sitting there sometimes. So like, if you don't have to be there, Sometimes that must just be so fucking rough, bro. And that's and that's what I tell her every time. Like, you don't need to go if you don't want to. And then, like, sometimes she's like, yeah, I won't. But, like, and then every once in a while she does it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Open mics suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's – I just – here, like, knowing what some of the – like, because a lot – there's a lot of sim, si, the, the same jokes each week i'll just leave it at that so it's like when you know what you're about to hear it's like oh one of one of my favorite things was uh i i finally at one point i um i uh i i was at the elbow room and it was just it was a particularly bad night of open mic comedy and i just go to the i, I when it was finally my turn i was probably like six or five or six on stage because she always likes to go to me with when I go to the elbow room if she has a, a free night because the West Hartford's a nice area. So like you know, then we like walk around or like do something. But like uh it was a particularly just bad night of comedy. I go, guys, just for once I'd love to take my girlfriend to an open mic and not have to have the conversation on the way home of like, I'm sorry I had to sit through that. You know that you don't have to come with me that's not what comedy actually is. And I'm like, one of these times I'd love to have to not have to have that conversation. And every time on the way home from this place, I have to have that conversation of, you know, you don't need to come with me. Right. Dude. That's one thing that's I will say about bit. you. You're not, you, you do fucking, you do fucking, you speak your mind when you're up there. I fucking respect it. Cause dude, you know that, that especially around comics, some of them, especially if people think they did good that night, they'll probably laugh. But if someone did bad, they're gonna take that so personally. So, that's oh. that's the one thing of being a transplant comic. Uh, having spent three years in Pennsylvania, like I'm not gonna lie, I was a lot better at networking. Networking in PA, like I'd fucking go to shows, not be on them, just fucking shake hands with people, like that kind of shit. Like I was, I was pretty good at that. And then you know you get comfortable and everything, and I lost all patience for it coming up here. So now it's like. Now I'm just like a dickhead and book like there'll be bookers like, yeah, I got like, he's mean. He's just like, he's just like, he shits on everyone. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I guess there's a reason I'm not getting booked as much as I maybe could be. But like, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm over half of that, this fucking, that part of it. And I, I can't be cause no one can be over it. But like, dude, there's sometimes I'm just like, fuck this. Dude. This is a big game. You got to play. It is. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but like, also, at the same time, when you get rid of that aspect of it, when you get booked, and you you're not as like you're not like a fucking vicious networker, and you get booked, it feels a lot better because I'm like, oh, they they're they're putting me on their show because they think I'm funny. Otherwise, like, why would they? You know what I mean? No, yeah, because I didn't. I don't do comedy. I come from a music background. Like, oh fuck through. yeah, that's actually like talent. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like 
playing in a band all through high school and you know going out and playing bars when you get put on a show because you're for the most part it's about getting people out but like okay i can get people out and they they see that or like even sometimes it's like oh okay well you guys ask all the time and you're trying to get out here like we we'll get you on a bill like Mm. if you're trying to get on a bill they'll get you on a bill so I, I got a question. Um, and coming since you did like you did you do music and shit. Um, so like when you're in when you're in a band and shit, like um, like I, I know there are music open mics. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that essential or is like is it a better band practice and then having like a good demo more bet like a better way to get gigs? It really depends. Like especially now it depends so much on like what your project is. Like you see bedroom pop, like people who have never played a live show ever. And then they just put out a couple singles. Like they put out four singles on Spotify and they're huge. And then a management team picks them up. They put out some good videos and they're huge. That's like the new way of doing it. That's like Billie Eilish. That's, um, mm-hmm. That's she's probably like the best representative of that bedroom pop. Um, there's this like more local act that I know that they just it was just uh, two people and they just started making the the songs. They didn't have any plan to like actually create a band, and then they had to go and create a band and then sit and practice and be like, okay, this has so many like loops and things that i did with the computer i got to play with the computer and have a keyboard and the guitar and the guy who did all the stuff is like going crazy so it really depends like if you're gonna do like rock and roll band practice that's what's right like if you're gonna do everyone's got an instrument and let's say you're not a led zeppelin cover band but you're like good old led zeppelin rock and that's what you're doing practice but if you're doing like there are people who do weird drony synthetic tape stuff and that gets like weird followings especially in like New York and Boston so you you could do nonsense improvise nonsense and still get people out it's music is not a great like comparison to comedy and like how people can find their own niche because comedy mm-hmm. is like it's so it's not that it's formulaic, but like people only want to see it presented this way. And I think that's what like the podcast is super nice for, because it's like, this is more conversation, conversational based and you can come up to a punchline much more naturally, or you can go into a normal conversation. And from here I could go into totally shitting on the wackos and like, fucking emo bands that I've had to deal with where they just, they think they're, fucking gods on this shitty providence dive bar stage and it's like guys we're all here to just get better calm the fuck down and i think so they're that, so they're cra- they're crazy people they're crazy people in like that in that early stage of music type thing too like just a lot of delusional people too oh definitely oh yeah i think i think the delusions are of grandeur are very excessive in music because like 
comedy everyone knows how to speak and like you can kind of make people pity laugh i think sometimes like i think some some weirdos just get pity laughs and they, then they find themselves on a open mic no no offense well, my, to my, doing it but one of my big flaws is like uh there'll be comics and they'll have a joke there'll be a bad comic you'll have a joke and it just it just won't go anywhere and they'll just sit there and you can watch the hopelessness in their eyes and that'll make me laugh. And then the problem is sometimes oh. they'll take that as, oh, he fought Avery got it. Avery gets the fucking joke. And I'll be like, no, I didn't get the joke. I'm <laughs> laughing at, at the disaster. How, dis- how much despair you had in there for a second. The, I was are, laughing at you, not with you. There yeah. are some comics that I've seen because I don't I, I didn't get to go out to too many of the uh, Connecticut shows while Coop was down there. Um, but like, I'll see like through the podcast, like people posting some bits and I, I'm not going to cl- call anyone out, but I'm like, man, just don't, uh, why'd you put that one on TikTok, dude? But there, there, there are some people that definitely, the bomb. there, there are some people that I definitely, that, I mean, I bet that, that, that'll, that posts way too many jokes that are way half baked and Cooper probably will know three of the people that I know just by saying that. Now you don't need to bring that up, uh, but it's just it's yeah it is brutal. Uh, I, I, I had three things I wanted to go. Uh, what do you play instrument wise first? So I started uh, t- actually I started on trumpet in like fifth grade, and then went to guitar, and then uh, went to school for that, and then learned well alongside guitar you can learn bass pretty easy. Picked up drums, and then I had to learn uh, keyboards for school. So. Couple Holy shit! I took a uh, I took piano for six years. Yeah, uh, I suck at I, I I was a kid. I hated it. I sucked at it. And then I took it in college, and I started to pick it up again. But then I also learned that music is one of those things. If you just don't, it's like a language. If you don't practice, it's it, it's all gone. It's all fucking. My parents spending I assume probably thousands of dollars over a course of time on my piano. Let it's it was it was for nothing. They could have burned their money. Yeah. Um uh it, it sucks. The the <laughs> one other thing I have to say it. about like uh, like up and coming music and open mic music stuff is uh back in York, Pennsylvania, um there's a there's a place called Permanis that had like a a a um open mic night or not open mic uh karaoke night uh on Fridays and it was the same time as like the happy hour and my girlfriend her friends would all meet there. And just because for the happy hour, but it would be during karaoke and some of it would be so fucking loud. And me and some of her friends, like um, me and me and this one dude, uh, uh, we would make fun of the people karaoke. And there was this one guy, he would he would sign up like six times. And to be fair, he was a good singer, but he was a fucking Mike hog. And I, I like we would just fucking like we got close to almost like heckling this dude of just like, oh, he's back up all this shit. And we'd make fun of this dude relentlessly. And just for once, I'd like to make fun of someone and know for sure I'm right to do it. Because the guy's on The Voice now. And he's like, he's like made it like three rounds into the book. Like, mother, of course. Yeah, no, that's my karma. Like, fucking, like, I make fun of a dude who clearly is hogging a mic at a karaoke night. And they're like, oh, no, actually, he's going to be way more successful than you'll ever be. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that checks out. That's to normal. I'm on your side though here. No one wants to go out and listen to the same person at karaoke six times. You know what I mean? 
You do also, no one wants to listen to good, like, no one wants to listen to good karaoke. What's the point? Like, the guy fucking nailed it every time. I'll give him credit. He was a good singer. He nailed it every time. But that's not fun. That doesn't make anybody else want to sign up. No. Just fucking hearing this guy belt out perfect chords every time. That's bullshit. Dude, for real. That would literally be like someone's coming to sign up for an open mic and then literally just be, have it be like the heaviest hitters possible. Go before them and then be like, all right, go up. See what happens. Like, it's, you're obviously not going to want to fucking do it. It's, gonna, it's not going to be as fun. You're going to feel shitty about yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, you want to see well, bad people. Speaking of which, speaking of which, talk about fucking ruining self-esteem. Uh, very nice guy, Marshall Brandon. Very nice guy. But fucking one of Dave Chappelle's features is from Hartford. I went up to an open mic at Mo Green's fucking pizza at the Village Pizza of all places. I went up, did okay. I was like, all right, you know, some of the new stuff where he goes up for 15 minutes, like just, just at, like people congregate. Like there were people from the dining room that were moving in to watch him because the laughter was so loud. And I'm just like, I fucking need to quit. This is, this sucks. This, this whole thing sucks. Don't come to a pizza shop if you're good, dude. Leave yeah, us alone. <laughs> for real. Like, dude, you were just in London doing fucking stand-up for the biggest people in stand-up, and you're just like, and then you come to fucking the village. Dude, pe- I, was, I mean, also, he was, for... he was he was very nice to me. He was very nice to me, but that did destroy myself. Like, that, that, was, that was a verge of crying drive home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel that one. Dude, there was someone who was like I recognized him from like stand up and stuff before. I like I don't know what his name was, but he was someone who came to the elbow room when I like kind of first started out, and I did terrible. And he left like soon after. It wasn't right after me, but he left kind of soon after. And I'm like, oh, that's great because I'm like, oh, this guy does like stand up professionally, and uh, I did not do well, but. Alas. Yeah, that 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 always hurts. One of the first, like when you do that, some of those first times, like every once in a while at the Harrisburg Comedy Zone, the headliner would come a day early, and they would just go to the mic, and like everyone would be on their fucking best behavior to try to like impress up, and it never happened, but try to like impress someone to get like a guest spot on the weekend, and fucking. And, like, I remember the one time, like, I know the guy, Bob Lover, fucking hilarious comic from Florida, been on TV a couple of times, all that shit. Uh, and I was just like, you know, I want to work on some new stuff. And then all of a sudden he comes in and he just watches me bomb my dick, like, just bomb so hard. He goes, how's it going, Avery? And I'm like, going good. And like, it was like one of those things of just like, I'm just, I'm just like, of course, you always make the wrong decision. You always look back and you're like, fucking wrong decision. Or, or the one time I covered for a buddy of mine, Tyler Rothrock, he had to drop out of a show. And it was one of the best shows, lineup-wise, that I've ever been on. Like, half the people, like, a bunch of people were on TV. And then, like, you, you listen to Matt and Shane's secret podcast? At all, yeah. Matt and Shane? You know LaMare? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I saw him. Uh, I saw him. Sully had him on one of his shows, I think. Yeah, headline. Uh, he's he's like a buddy of mine now, but it was one of the first times I was working with him, and I was just like, it was two shows. The first show I did good. The second show I got bomb. I bombed so hard. A guy in the back was like, next, and I just fucking like cried on my way. <laughs> have you have you hit one? I, I I I don't even care. I'll say, have you have uh? I've cried a couple of times on like when you bomb a big opportunity show that there there are tears sometimes on the drive. Have you hit any of those yet, Cooper? 
See, I haven't had a big opportunity show kind of thing. Mm. I've had a few times where I sit in complete silence for the hour ride home and like yeah. go to bed, close my eyes, and just was like, I don't know if I need to do that again. And obviously <laughs> I'm not like, I don't want to quit, but it's like, because I get you need to do that. But there was like a few nights that I'm just like, that fucking was brutal. And there was one night, I'm not going to say which comic said it, but like, I didn't do great. I was like, I wrote only like new jokes, but I was like struggling writing that week. Cause like, I always try to do new stuff. Like if I know something works a few times, I like, I write it in my notebook and I'll practice it every once in a while when I go to a new place. But like, I try to write new jokes and I had a, a minute or two bit about something that was terrible, but the yeah. co- next person comes up and goes, give it up for Cooper. I mean, he really tried. And I didn't, I, I get it, but then I also was just like, one thing I will say about me is I never get off the stage when I do bad and go like, oh, I did good. I never do that. I'm pretty sure. Like, even if a joke doesn't land, I go, oh, that joke sucked. I literally say it. I listen to my, I say it every time. And that's not a joke when I say that. That's literally me, me in my head going like, I didn't deliver that right. Like, it's not a bit. And like, so I'm aware of that, that I didn't do well. I didn't come off the stage like happy. And I'm like, all right. And the best part about it was they just bombed for five minutes and it, like worse than I did. And I was like, yeah. yes, like that made me feel a little bit better about it. But I'm, as you can tell, I'm a little, I'm not like offended, but it's just more of like, a, it hit me the wrong way just because I'm like, all right, like to open the set like that, at least get a laugh or two. Before you fucking try to throw me under the bus right away, right, right. Well, yeah, and that that that's always one it. of the People most embarrassing shit, things. Like, that's always one of the most embarrassing things when you start making jokes about like the room or you make fun of other comics. At some point, you're gonna have to transition into your own material, and then when that bombs, you're like, you're in the same boat. You're just you, you get in the same yeah. boat. It's not a smart yeah. move. Like that's that's what I'm saying because it didn't get. Because like it wasn't a packed night that night, and like for the most part, like I think people knew I like I had like the thing is is I had like one or two jokes that did work. So I'm like, if it's an open mic, dude, I really don't look at it that deep. I'm not like sitting there like if that five minutes wasn't perfect, then I'm like my career's over. I'm like yeah. really trying to like go and just try new shit and be comfortable not doing well. Like I'm trying to like I'm like that's kind of just the point where I'm at mentally. So it's like I didn't. Like I wasn't like pressed. I don't know. It just, it just hit me. Like you said, if you like, once they started their own material and it wasn't good, I'm like, all right, dude. So you like made fun of me. Cause like, I don't know. I don't make fun of other people really ever. Like, I'm not saying that should be the precedent, but like me personally, it's not like I get up there and I roast people directly. Like, Oh, like blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'm not, I haven't been that style ever. So that's why it caught me off guard. Cause I'm like, damn, like I don't talk shit about literally anybody ever. Like, until after and when I'm with people who I don't care. Like I'll talk shit about people. Like I don't like but I'm not like on stage like, oh that fucking that joke sucked. Like, all right. <laughs> but thanks. The silence was enough. I, like you know it didn't work. But yeah. Oh that, shit. That, not to not to switch gears. What is what is bombing in music like? Mm. That must suck too. Bombing in music is different because sometimes so Sometimes you 
you hear the mistake and other people don't and you will people will be like that was amazing and you're like totally like no i fucked up endlessly and i just like powered through it and it was disgraceful but people are like that was great because i feel like music even if you don't do great especially if you're like an amateur band i feel like people don't go in with the expectation of like this is going to be the best concert of my life you go to have the vibe so i feel like you're not like if and you have like 15 minutes too right like normally if you have like a set uh, it's not normally five like oh it's like, yeah, yeah yeah it's way you longer. get like it's redemption to like, 30 some yeah so i feel i feel like when you like music bombs like you'll have like a song or two that doesn't do good but people like unless you're big, people won't really remember it. I feel like, like it's it probably doesn't. It probably still hits hard because you hold yourself to that standard. But that's well, probably why people still say it's awesome because you might have done another song really well. You yeah, know what I mean? I, it's not like you get the one opportunity. I will say, be like I think comedy nerds and music nerds are very similar in the sense that like you can it can technically be a good joke. The room will laugh and you'll still be like. Dude, that kind of fucking sucked. Like, mm-hmm. like that. Nothing. That was nothing special. You just went through the motions, and um, you'll you'll see like performances like that. Um, and it's it's like, guys, you're just you're just going. You're not like trying something new. You're not pushing it a little bit. Or you're not putting yourself into it or like kind of getting lost into it. Like if it's something where it's like I get lost in it, then I should be able to see you're like you're not there. You're in a totally different place. Like you you see the like the total like nuts on guitar going up up into whatever space they're in when they're really in it. They might not sound good, but they're pushing through it and they're just feeling it. And you that's a totally different thing than like someone like you can see when they're like mm, i'm fucking up and like they you'll see jit- especially from a musician or a comedians like i i think i can see like when uh especially like on instagram things because it's a little bit more evident there but like comedians like the not that you're doing it right now avery but like the everyone's got their little ticks of like mm, that wasn't a good one or they'll like rub the they'll gra- start grabbing the mic differently like fuck i fucked that one up and i oh yeah no i like, i i have a i have a horrible and... fucking poker face when i when a joke i have doesn't go the way i want yeah i immediately like go i put my head down and i start looking at my knobs and i'm like fuck fuck and I'm yeah like, it it's but i feel like with music though the nice thing is like if no offense i'm 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 sure you're a fucking great fucking musician dude uh i mean you're not Mozart, you're on fucking cooped up conversations, exactly. but you know, um, uh, I feel like with at least a bad music set, you're at least just relegated to semi pleasant background noise. While a bad comedy show is an annoyance and bothers people. Yeah, and also it, the other thing that I always hated is like if you see a bad band, like a bad like local band at a bar or something like that, like you don't think all local music then sucks. You know what I mean? With a bad, like one bad local comedy show, there are people that go, oh, this is what local comedy is. I'm never going to go to another local comedy show again. Like that, you, you, like music does get the benefit of the doubt, but like 
comedy, unless you're a big name, doesn't ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely different. Do you, do you ever get like heckle? Like, what was your worst gig? Was there a gig where people just were fucking fucking with you or anything? Or? Uh, my worst gig is quite a story. Let me think of like actually getting heckled. Prom I mean, or wedding? No, I mean, we've had some. Oh, you know, so like we played. So we were a, like a punk band, but we also did like covers and stuff. And like my our friend's mom like um put together this uh or uh, like she works with this event for like these old people in cambridge and it's just like the cambridge like bingo club or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it was um and we just played 60s hits and stuff like that and it was like it's a gig and i fucking met marty walsh i have a picture with joe biden's uh transportation secretary fuck that guy but and he whatever pro cop for 45 minutes. wait hold on hold on there's no way you met Biden's transportation secretary and knew it was Biden's transportation secretary without him telling you that he was Biden's transportation secretary. No, I he just know. No, because I he was the mayor of Boston. And then oh, I was okay. like, when he became Biden's tra- transportation secretary, I'm like, not only do I have a picture with the mayor of Boston, I have a picture with uh, the Biden administration. <laughs> it's like it's like playing those it's dumb like, political science games where it's Biden like, oh, what famous people have I been photographed with? Right, right, like, right, right, right. Oh, right, that's, right. that's I feel a like funny that's a low story. level one still pro cop, though. Yeah, it's a low level. Um, but my worst gig was an outdoor festival in Bridgewater, Connecticut or Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Um, it Bridgeport, was, yeah. it was like the clam fest or something like that. Joan Jett was one of the, uh, like main musical guests. Oh, that's and cool. there was a massive, like, uh, tropical storm that hit that weekend and, uh, like hit while we were playing. So we had to stop all our shit got, like mostly rained on salvaged like no electronics destroyed which was like wonderful but like tents got knocked over and yeah we have some footage of it 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 was pretty nutty but like yeah that was the that's technically the worst gig i've only gotten heckled by old people like will you turn it down marty wall i'm trying to talk to marty walsh trying to talk (laughs) trying to talk about the guy who organized biden's fucking limo yeah Really, really prominent guy. This, this pup, you see that right there? <laughs> what, zero to 60 in 4.9 seconds? <laughs> Have you guys seen that? This is my new favorite Biden quote. Such he's like, guy. he's like driving like some eco, like some uh, EV Ford, and he's like, check this out, motherfuckers. Yeah, guys, for real. Stop the steal, am I right? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's probably the dominant amount of. What are you guys doing on January sixth? You want to come hang out or what? No, the, yeah. no comment. No comment. Do you want to celebrate? No, fuck. All right. Uh- <laughs> so Avery, you were uh, you were from, uh, the 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 hills of Pennsylvania. You were a dip guy back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. There was there was a point. There was a time in my life where I did Skull Coolman. Have you ever tried the Zins? Oh yeah, that was that was uh, I tried that to stop doing uh, dip when I was doing when I was at my worst. That was when I, I started doing that to stop doing dip. 
and then uh, and then I got and then they be, then they became the problem because they were easier. You know what I mean? So because cleaner. you don't have to you don't have to hold a bottle. They're like yeah. you can you can hide it and shit. And then uh, and then finally it took it took a fucking it took it two efforts to get off. It took one where I quit, and then I was out for a couple. I'd say like maybe a month and a half, and then broke down. And then uh, and then I had a more I had a, now I'm out now I'm off. But yeah, dude, the zin the zins are bad. <laughs> like like dude, they're so. Dude, at least they don't. Have, I think I'll get sick of the lack of flavors and mass. But dude, I got I on the way down to this wedding we went to in New Jersey. We stopped in Connecticut and I got the lime ones and it was like, oh, dude, if I had access to these, I'm glad I didn't get on them when I was in Connecticut because they're also cheap as hell, dude, compared to dip. Yeah, like that was bucks. the other thing. Yeah, they're like two bucks with tax, it's like four, and I'm like, oh, this is like nothing, dude. This is a coffee. It's it's crazy. So so, are you doing the threes or the sixes? The sixes because I don't have self control. I should have done so, the threes. I don't know why I, I went right to six. I have a buddy. I have a buddy who uh, he used to dip, and then when they got rid of Skull Cherry, um, <laughs> went to Zin. And I'm like, it it was one of the first times where I saw like a mirror of like, oh, I'm really glad I quit when I did because when I was hanging out with him most recently. Uh, I don't want to give away his, uh, he's in the South now. Uh, but uh, when I was hanging out with him, uh, he put in, he put in two sixes at one time. Yeah, I can't do that. And I was just like, dude, how are you not like throwing up? And he goes, throwing up once or twice. And he's like, he goes, when I'm drunk, I put in three at one time. Like, Jesus Christ, dude, your teeth are going to fall out all at once. It's fucking, it's, oh, dude. (laughs) It looks like he's just sticking pieces of napkin out of his mouth at some point. Dude, I'm like, I'm at the point in the addiction phase of it where I'm like, it's the denial phase. It's like when people got into the vape, so like, oh, it's healthier than cigarettes. And yeah, the only re- I smoke during the podcast when I'm with people, but like, I'm not like smoking by myself anymore. And I'm like, I can't be sober because I don't drink by myself often. So. Except my parent, dude, my I, I told my mom to stop buying snacks and then she bought me like blueberry down east shipyards and like these like coconut ciders and i'm like dude i don't drink you just bought me fucking 24 boo- things of booze 24 cans and i have no self-control so i'm like oh that looks delicious but but if it's on a zoom you're technically with people so you're allowed to drink you know yeah, it's it, that's the thing it's, it's that's exactly the point it's the same thing i'm not smoking alone in my car at my parents driveway at 25 i'm not just smoking <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to fucking the, the, the image of you walking out of your fucking van with like smoke coming all billowing out and you're just like mom I'm an entrepreneur you don't understand the digital age traditional media is dead this is gonna take off <laughs> I feel personally attacked currently <laughs> but yeah, you don't understand no, that- that's a pretty accurate, if people are curious about what's going to happen when I get out of the backseat of my car, when we're done with this, that's about what's going to happen. I think I think one of them's sitting in the kitchen because the light turned back on. And I have my window down because I got an extension cord running out here. <laughs> and, uh, oh, see, they turned the light off. I knew you were listening. That's mad funny. She, they thought they were being slick. The light turned off right after that. <laughs> oh, man. You're that close they can hear you? 
Well, it's so fucking quiet down here, dude. Everyone's asleep at That's seven. That's so the... wild. <laughs> you're in your yeah, parents' I'm so used to being on my own for the last little bit, dude. I'd... Yeah, bro. It... And that's the thing. My girlfriend's up at law school at Harvard, and I'm in my parents' driveway doing a podcast. So we're on vast. This, I need to get good at talking shit online before it's a problem. I need to. I need to outpace her success. So please listen and share to the podcast. We're gonna start an OnlyFans Patreon any way we can get people to the podcast. I need to start making money from that. That's that's another way I relate to you, Cooper. Is uh, we both have girlfriends that are just vastly more successful than we are. Yeah. <laughs> fucking metric. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's uh, I I pulled up to the wedding wearing a fucking fifty dollar Ukrainian suit that didn't fit. Uh, I need to get like a suit. I need. I'm gonna get cologne for myself after we get back from Amsterdam. I'm gonna start uh doing some adult stuff. It's time. I'm keeping the beard though, cause I can't. I can't look like Charlie Brown. The hair's starting to go. I can't. I can't be Caillou or Charlie Brown. I need something. So. I hear that. Also, I'm. I I noticed I was balding the other day, and I, I, that uh, that fucking flip that I freaked out, but. My girlfriend had me go to the grocery store and pick up some shit the other day, and I'm like, dude, I I couldn't live on my own, like, on my own, on my own, like, not college on my own, but, like, I couldn't live on my own single, because I literally, like, I literally, like, I had an Arnold Palmer in one hand, uh, because that was for me, and, like, that was the only thing that I fucking had in my uh, basket, and she had, like, a list. And I just walk past the rotisserie chickens, and in my head, I'm like, dude, I could eat a roti- two rotisserie chickens a day and have Arnold Palmer, and that would be all I needed for, like, a month. Like, I, I, like I'm still not an adult. Like, I could, play, like, if she didn't write a list of, like, nutrition, I'd fucking, I'd be 300 pounds with just rotisserie chicken fat staining every shirt that I have. Dude, I literally would do that when I would go to the grocery store. Like I'd be I'd be picking up my girlfriend's stuff, and then I would literally every time I'd walk by the rotisserie chicken, I'd be like, "I got it." I'm like, "That'll be my." I made sandwiches and stuff with it for the week. I'm like, "That's my for the week." I, yeah. Oh, dude, at my fattest, I'd fuck up a rotisserie chicken and like three cans of corn in one well, I sitting. Was poor. Yeah, I, like I I don't have I didn't have any other money to spend. Because all of it was going towards this six dollar gallon gas to get the open mics, so I'm like, gotta have a little bit. It's amazing that I still gained weight, but the problem is I'd like get Pringles and shit too, and I'm like, calories are calories, and I also didn't have self control, and I'm like, oh, Pringles are good. My problem is snacking, so that's why I'm starting to track my stuff. Because if I, I'm like, when I'm on, like, I don't eat a ton of like I, I do multivitamins now, so that's basically fruits and vegetables, but. Yeah, I need I'm the diet started since I'm this week I started it. I'm tracking my thing, doing salads, getting back to the skinnier. I never will be skinny cuz I'll pass a Dairy Queen and I can't not stop. So That Dairy Queen's rule, don't even. Uh, uh that is the one like, thing though. If you're on a diet, you're going to fucking you're going to be stuck on those zins, boy. You're going to have there's no way. Like fucking trying to lose weight and quit nicotine is impossible. Um uh yeah. but but uh i remember when i was at my fattest and my whiniest i used to complain to my mom about what like what stores when she would get a rotisserie chicken for me 
I'd be like, you're getting it from Giant. They have the shitty ones. You got to go. <laughs> my mom was just like, I feel like at some point my parents should have been like, dude, you're 310 pounds. You don't need another rotisserie chicken. Eat a <laughs> dude, let, let the fatter I got, the whinier I got. I was, I was a, I was a woman by the end of it. Well, dude, you start, you start growing the boobies after a certain point, and oh, it's like there's got to be something. It's not, you're not, your body, like, I, I always hit a point where I'm like, all right, I know, I'm getting too. I never buy myself bigger clothes. That's my tr- t- trick, because I'll hit a certain point, stuff starts getting a little tight, and I'm like. It's time for you start a looking like the pills. You start looking like a fucking uh, like a crescent dope. roll, like the Pillsbury crescent roll when you just snap it. <laughs> so there are little parts popping out. Dude, someone took a picture of me, and I was wearing a shirt. And granted, I was like lifted up, so it like it made the shirt a little shorter, but it was a little bit form fitting. And it was like that was like the moment. It was a few months ago, like right. And I'm like, all right, time for a little bit of a change, because I'm like, what's your form, obese? Like, Huh? <laughs> Dude, my form is uh love handles. That's where I gain all no, my weight. You didn't like that. Love handles in my ass. And I am obese. If you I also did an autism thing earlier and I'm apparently <laughs> apparently I'm I should it's it said it recommended me going to other like more uh in depth testing, this like official online one. So that's fantastic. So you but, store your M and M's before you eat them? I do eat food by texture. There's some foods I will not eat because of texture. It's weird. And I'm getting a little bit better with some of it because I'm, like, forcing myself to eat stuff like tomatoes now. Not big tomatoes. It has to be, like, chunked up. I'm not a to- Like, I don't... It, like, I like the flavor of strawberries, but I won't eat them because, like, the fuzz. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, it's I, weird. Uh... And texture stuff with pants. If you wear felt, like, or velvet, I hate that. Ooh, it sets me off. Can't do it. You know, I anyway, hear it's a spectrum. Some of my texts. In case anyone was curious. What did you say, Procop? I said I hear it's a spectrum. Yeah, well, I'm on there, apparently. I mean, dude, I, I, I own over 70 yo-yos, so, like, I... Well, you are a yo-yo comic for a while, right? Yeah, it was. Fucking... Would, dude... What what would you say your prized yo-yo is? How much is it? I got a yo-yo that's like around eighty bucks. What what's special about it? It just it, it its hang is really really good, so it can go for a long time, and um, it's like uh, it's like a really loose, good weight yo-yo. Um, I don't want to get into all of the Did you, you crack know, the layman. All right, last yo-yo question: Did you crack about at parties? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. Uh, <laughs> in in college, high school, dude. in college, uh, there were one or two that were at my place, so I did it. That's but different. at that point, I learned if you're a yo-yo guy and that's your thing, you got about a minute and thirty seconds of entertaining before people are fucking sick of your yo-yo. Yeah. Like you got a minute and thirty seconds where you got like where they're like that's sick. After that. Everyone doesn't give a shit. So you got to, like, you whip it out, do three tricks, and then you're done. And you got to, like, but the the very, the, the, the like, three high school parties I attended, I uh, I tried, and I tried to make that my thing, like, like to try to impress uh, girls. 
And it was it was the opposite effect, man, dude. Using a yo-yo to fucking impress girls is like fucking. <laughs> you mean it didn't work on high school girls? The yo-yo, that's mad funny. <laughs> dude, I could. That's like a. That's like a, it could be a skit, man. That's mad funny. <laughs> like a, I think you should leave skit. Or, uh, that'd, that'd be hilarious. Why don't but, they um, like my yo-yos? I've been trying. I've spent so much time. Two hours every day, sixth grade through tenth grade. That I wish that wasn't true, but that is. It was like I'd spend like hard. Dude, Dude, that I, is a skill a lot of people don't have to take that next step up in yo-yoing. That's like anything, man. Like you're, that's like a, you're a top tier. You're probably a top tier yo-yoer in the world if you think about it. My dad told me one time he was like, "Dude, if you would have spent as much time studying as yo-yoing, you'd be at Harvard." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> but it's not as fun. You don't. Now you, yeah, you're not doing Dude, I, anything I, when you just yo yo. Like there aren't many things I'll say I'm good at. Yo yoing is one of the few things where I'm like, no, I'm I'm really good at yo yoing. Like I'm really good at. It. <laughs> you should hustle people with it, make some money. Uh, but the last thing I wanted to bring up, Joe, I were talking about this. Avery, did you in your area back in Pennsylvania? Did you guys have such a weird phenomenon with people getting amped up about checking Halloween candy? Because that is one of the weirdest things that, like, is always on Twitter in a debate around here. Joe and I were talking about the other day. People are so adamant about how stupid it is that people check their kids' candy. What's your stance on it? Uh, no, it was never that, – that was never the big thing uh, around our area. Our big thing was um, uh, every, every, every year there would always be, like, a debate in the paper about um, – They'd be like, as soon as you're old enough to go out without a chaperone, you shouldn't be trick-or-treating. Because every year, fucking old people would get pissed that, like, there would be, like, 14-year-olds trick-or-treating, and that would piss them off. So every year, that would be, like, in, like, the opinions of the paper. Like, if you looked in the paper, there would always be, like, old people being, like, just a friendly reminder in, like, all caps. So it's just, like, if you're, like, going out and you don't need a chaperone, that means you're too old to trick-or-treat. Let your children know. We have a community. <laughs> like, Dude, shit. my mom used to be like that. If they were, like, too old, my mom would be like, you're getting one piece of candy. That's it. My, she was like, too old. I, like, get a job. <laughs> Halloween was never my fucking holiday. I Like, even as a ch- child, I, it always made me weird. Like, I didn't like... I didn't like high effort costumes ever. Like, you know, I oh, like even as a kid, I liked the simple shit. Like, like the one year I did do the fucking sheet over my head. Um, you know, you know, the classic costume, uh, the the, classic a Klansman, costume. a Klansman. Um, <laughs> well, that makes sense in the area. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got, I got the traffic cone. I got the sheet. No, uh, I, no, I got I did two sticks. I put them together, lit it on fire. I'll stop. Actually, actually, uh, uh, clarification, I was a ghost. I was a ghost. <laughs> ghost. It was no. a bit, um, everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, one of the town over Ephrata, they, they had, they had one of like the found, they were like one of the founding towns of the clan in the Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> they forget <laughs> what side of the war they were on. Dude, that is that is the weird thing. You go to you go to you go to southeast Pennsylvania. It's all Confederate flags. It's and I'm like, dude, we were the Union. We were one of the main states of the Union. Yeah, Fucking, dude. Even in even in 
even in like uh, Connecticut, dude, there was somebody who lived by us who had it, like a huge one on his truck. I'm like, are you a fucking moron? Well, like, we, get a, we get them all the way At up that to point, New it's Hampshire. not like you can't argue Southern pride at that point because you're not from the South. So Dude, we like, get them all the way up to New Hampshire. I don't know. Like, no, I know, but those people are snow hicks. They almost probably were on the other side. <laughs> Dude, there, there's a great there's a there, yeah. there uh, there's an old there's an old show called the Dana Carvey Show, uh, and they had this one sketch. It was called Skinheads from Maine, and it was like these two like real like like low energy guys. They're like thinking about going down south. Uh, gonna try to find a roundup of. Well, <laughs> they're 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 like real casual, but they talk about hating the Jews. <laughs> it's like really really funny. Um, it's really funny because it like Maine's the least diverse state, so no one should be racist up there. Uh, if you ask me, <laughs> like what are you like what are you racist like against? Uh, lobsters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lower second class of people are lobsters. Dude. You don't like the black bears up there, dude. My That's school, my high school, when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, my high school was like had national news because like there was a big fight that broke out because a couple of kids drove onto the school and they had like Confederate flags in the back of their truck and like they got in like a fist fight with other kids and stuff and it, like it made like news all like for like I, I can't remember it did make national news but it was it was big news around Pennsylvania, like race war happens in Olympics. <laughs> and my dad's like, it's a bad look. It's a real it's a, bad. And then the next, terrible, the next yeah. time they made, they made like big news was the prom. One of the gifts was a shot glass. And they're like, they're encouraging kids to drink. That one got us on Fox News. Uh, That's also a bad look. <laughs> dude, Warwick, Warwick, Warwick High School. Uh, in the early, in the early, uh, or the mid two, uh, late to mid, late two thousands, early two thousand ten, their PR none of it was good. It was all mostly bad PR. <laughs> um, dude, their marketing team was pissed. Dude, whoever was in charge of that for the small town was livid. <laughs> and then, uh, and my year of football, there was a scandal because, uh, um. Well, it's in my act. The fucking uh, there was the local news story about herpes being spread on wrestling mats, and then the fucking video they showed for the herpes uh, for the story was a video of me wrestling. <laughs> so that was all around fucking four counties. <laughs> What's a fucking video of me like? <laughs> and while they're talking, like herpes being spread from wrestler to wrestler. Dude, between that and the beer commercial, dude, you're. You got quite the reputation around town, I'm sure. The worst part is people assuming I had an STD while still a virgin. I'm like, you need to get the fucking fun to earn it. You know what I mean? Give me a chance. <laughs> we gotta cover it up. But yeah, dude, that's that's funny about the the. Uh, the I'm trying to think if there was anything bad at our school. There really wasn't. But the. Uh, the Halloween thing's funny because there is a little bit of that up here too. But the, dude, like, there's always people, especially since weeds become legal in mass. There's always people pop brownies. Like, Who would give away free weed to kids? Yeah, like, hey, sometimes first off, people who are high make mistakes. They're wrapped pretty similarly, so like to say it's out of the complete realm of possibility. You know, people wouldn't be taking accidental pot brownies or candies and stuff if they. It was so easy to tell. So first off, that's my thing. But also people are like, who would do that? I don't know. Sickos? Like, who chops people up and eats them, dude? 
It's the same thing. It's the same argument. It's the weirdest thing, and people get so offended. Like, we're not saying you give out free drugs, sicko. Also, it's easy to give out free drugs, by the way. You just wrap, you know, lollipops, dude. Some sicko would do that. Not out of the realm of possibility. I don't know how much time you guys have left, but I just I just no. thought of this, and I wanted to say, uh, what was the worst reason you guys got detention? I never got detention. Oh, you suck. But... Well, in high school, I, I like, I don't know. If, I actually, I don't know if I should. It was, I didn't do anything bad. That was the thing. I just got blamed because I instigated. And that was tough. Cause if I, I normally was such a hard headed person, I never apologized. And I came in and apologized. And if I didn't, they were like, yeah, you might not have been able to walk in graduation. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But the principal sat me down. He's like, you're an asshole. <laughs> and someone's going to punch you in the face someday. And I'm like, you're an administrator and I'm 17 years old. So, yeah. But I mean, he wasn't wrong. I, mean, I needed to hear it. That, that sounds what I think about that. That sounds like what I would assume a Boston principal of a public school would say. He's like, yeah, you're a fucking asshole. You're going to fucking get punched in the dude, face. Dude, it was it was definitely something I needed to hear for sure. But I also probably could have got detention for other stuff, but like we just didn't really have it. Like that was more why I didn't get it. Like we would have definitely gotten it if they had it. But I, like, I was, I'm sorry, I was thinking back in no, high school. Go. I got a, I got a detention because uh, I had questions in. I was terrible at German, and I kept asking this one substitute. I'm like, hey, can I have the answer sheet because like I don't know these questions, and I was like failing German at the time, and he goes. No, I can't do that. That's against the rules and everything. And I'm like, well, can I ask a partner for help? He goes, no, you have to figure it out on your own. I'm like, well, I don't fucking know German, so I can't figure it out on my own. And he goes, well, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And then I brought up the fact that his mom drove him to school when he substituted here because <laughs> he couldn't drive because he was epileptic. <laughs> and the principal's like, you can't, how, why? That's very rude to bring that up. I'm like, but his mom does drive him to school and he's a it's teacher. accurate. I'm like, I brought up the facts and I get in trouble. And he goes, you know what you did. <laughs> I was like, you know you <laughs> Mr. Comey, that guy fucking sucked. James dude, that's Comey. a shout out to you, Mr. Comey, dude. <laughs> Dude, that's mad funny. I mean, dude, you weren't historic. You weren't. You weren't factually inaccurate. So, I mean, like, I feel like you shouldn't get in, detention. Is a, a, a step. How long was detention? Like an hour? Yeah. It, it, so I always, I always, it, unless they made you do the detention, I always parsed it out because you could do an hour detention or you could do half hour detentions before school, which meant you have to wake up early. But in some cases, if you did the before school detention. And they just didn't feel like emailing your parents. Your parents wouldn't find out, which was like the real thing. So every time I was studying the before school, but a couple times I got after school detention. Dude, the worst we got, the thing is that we didn't get detention. What we would get was the phone call, like over minor things. Like I got caught reading a book for another class in a, a, a class and they brought me to the principal and called my parents. So I knew when I was getting home, I'm like, they're going to hear the voicemail. Like the worst was when they would wait till like seven or eight at night, like after dinner. Oh, I would be, I would fuck be sitting up them. in my room that and hear the phone. It happened to me like multiple times for like not even major things, but like the teacher was just the fucking worst. Like did not like me, so she would call home, 
all the time. And it was the worst, dude. The worst. Because I would hear it, and then you'd hear the, like, the way your name gets called when you're, it's not a good call. And you can tell you're, by the you're, voice. You're just finishing up a meatloaf, and you fucking hear a ring, and then your dad's oh. like, <laughs> you watch your dad's smile fade. Oh, that's gotta suck. Dude, the worst was when you were upstairs and you heard their, like, sit, like, the, like, the public relations voice come on, and you're like, Oh, that's not a good call. And it was never for my sister, too. So every time there was a call, it was for me. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. I would, like, dread it. Because, like, you know it's coming, too. Like, they wouldn't explicitly say it, but you're like, oh, no, I did this today. I got kicked out of music class every week, and it got to the point where they just started calling every, like, Thursday. And just be like, hey, just let you know. You said you were a good kid. I was a good kid. I I liked the cowbell. If anything, the teacher kind of, like... (laughs) really kind of like try to crush my creative soul i was just feeling out the song and i guess i was bringing too much cowbell <laughs> and mr wang kicked me out every week mr wang uh See, like of... i said we would have gotten detention but we just didn't have it that was like more of the reason i never got it all right this one wasn't me real quick i know i have to pee really bad so i uh but uh this one wasn't me but uh i had a uh you said music you just brought and remind me of this um, when I was in school, uh, we had a very, very large chorus teacher, like very large, like think of large and then think of double it. Um, and she studied, she was our study, study hall teacher and she had her own back office. So she would sit in her back office and we would goof off and she'd always threaten to come out and we knew she was never going to get up to come out. Uh, and then it got so bad to the point where one kid brought an RC car drove it around and parked it right in front of her doorway and just left it there. And then as soon as she started to get up because it was slow to, for her to get up, he drove it away and parked. <laughs> it's bad. That's a bad thing to do. That's a very bad thing to do. And that's wrong. But that was, dude, as a freshman there, there was nothing funny. <laughs> There was nothing. I'm just like just baiting the whole time. Just a piece of bait out there for like ten minutes. Oh, dude, that's that's the thing, dude. The bits back then were just like unmatched. Also, like, dude, you you fifteen year old boys, that's evil. That's pure evil. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not great. But <laughs> that's uh, you toxic said you had masculinity. You said you had to pee. I can start the wrap up if you want to like pee and then you can plug your stuff and stuff at the end. Because what are we like, yep. All right, sick. <laughs> well anyways it was he's, he, he'll be back in a second we'll plug all his stuff but it was great having the minder Joey on the only reason he was here was just making sure we didn't say anything that would potentially get us kicked off TikTok again oh I've um, been here I've been no, listening I, no I know you've been listening he's been taking notes we're making sure that uh, everything is up to TikTok snuff because we are so close from getting kicked off because I make fun I don't even say anything bad apparently if you just like even slightly make a joke like I like I don't know. Again, I always normally punch up, but anyway, uh, it might just be up. my phone. But you look crazy right now. Like you're, well, the, your the light, the light. Yeah, it looks kind of like a, like a Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I need the bright lighting like D on Always Sunny, but um, more light. But uh, yeah, uh, things coming up. We're we're gonna do a podcast uh when we get back from Amsterdam. Uh, out at the nook with Buddha Joe 
it's going to be it's, Buddha Joe and Kev, the owner, is going to be great. Uh, we got some other people coming up, I think, but uh, we're, we're going to have a golf video coming up. Pro Cops working on. Oh, we put more time in that. You don't one need too. a. We yeah. don't, t-shirts, t-shirts are coming at some point. I promise. Uh, they'll be here. Mia texted me today, so we'll get the t-shirts going. Uh, what else is coming? The hundredth episode definitely caught like fifteen minutes of the program. Oh, oh my god! Fun. But dude, see that's mad professional not getting up. I apologize. Sorry about that, guys. No, no, no. no dude, don't apologize. I'm impressed. This you is went an the- hour twenty. Yeah, dude. I I normally have to pee like halfway through almost every time, but like I made sure to pee a ton before I got out here. But um, so Avery, uh, stuff coming out. This will come out not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. So anything coming out? Uh, anything you got coming up after this? Yeah, I um, uh, uh, I should be uh real quick. Give me one second. Um. I think I'll be on the 29th of October. I'll be at, um, uh, shoot, what the heck's that place called? Um, the, uh, it's, it's, um, um, you know, that place where it's all those tiny little pop-up restaurants in one area in Hartford. Uh, Oh, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, on the 29th, uh, uh, Give me one second. Parkville Market. On the 29th, I'll be doing a show at the Parkville Market. Uh, so that'll be that'll be pretty cool. Uh, follow me on Instagram because I'll post about these things and forever. That I know the people that probably do listen are in mass, so it doesn't really matter. But on the 29th, I'll be at the Parkville Market in Hartford. Um, and then... I think on the twelfth, actually. Oh shit! Yeah, I have I have shows in Massachusetts coming up. Um. Uh, on the uh on November twelfth, I'll be at uh uh Bright Ideas Brewing in North Adams, Massachusetts. Dude, North Adams, dude, fucking what a place. I went to school there for a semester, and I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Dude, you see more j- jazzy scooters per square mile than anywhere else in the country, I think. It is nuts. Everyone's on a motorized scooter out there. No jobs. <laughs> Great art museum. Anyway. <laughs> but I hear Bright Ideas <laughs> Brewing. I hear Bright Ideas <laughs> Brewing is pretty good. Fantastic. Uh, please <laughs> go, to the, go, go to that. Uh, <laughs> go to um, that, please. Western Mass, Adams folks. Is great. That is in 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 yeah. mass, uh, and then and then also in mass in November, um, on November eighteenth at Zone Three in Alston, Massachusetts. Oh, oh okay. sick! That's out in the city. I'll come, I might come up for that. What for day real? is that? Yeah, what day is that? Uh, November eighteenth. Oh, too we'll bad be back. I have a show at the Nook that night. Too bad I have a show at the Nook that night. What time is it at? I might come out. After. I thought we were the nineteenth. Whatever the Saturday is. That's a Friday. 18th, 18th of Friday? is a Friday, right? Oh, then I'll definitely come. That's dope. I'll definitely oh, make sick. it. Oh, I, I, I don't know what Zone 3 is, but yeah. I've so. never heard of it. Me neither. And so, I used to work Alston's in Alston. a cool place, though. Oh, sick. a lot like younger people. So that's probably going to be a cool show. Awesome. 
And do do you do a, do you like post any do you like post skits and stuff online anything like that or just kind of Oh, okay, I know where this is. That's a good spot. That's right near oh. a skate park. It's basically okay. a part of Where? Aeronaut Alston kind of It's like um I don't know, have That's you cool. have you ever gone to an Aeronaut Coop? Aeronaut Brewery? No. I don't think I have. Well, there's they they um it's a cup there's a couple locations for Aeronaut Brewery and then there's one in Alston right by like this uh park. Um yeah, and uh really nice spot. I actually had I, I was working with a uh, an artist and I, she had a she had a she has a couple gigs there all the time. It's a really nice spot. Oh yeah. All right. Sick. Thank you, man. It's um good. Zone 3 is a nice location. I've definitely been there. Yeah, November November half my gigs are up in like northern mass or like, you know, Massachusetts outside of Boston area. So that yeah, that'll be cool. And then uh, Avery Quinn on 66 is where I post most of my stuff. Every once in a while, every once in a blue moon, I'll post a stand-up clip. Just, But it's it's not, I don't do it enough. But, yeah. Dude, fuck yeah. Avery's an absolute fun, hilarious guy. Make sure you go follow him. Check him out. Go to one of his shows. Definitely worthwhile. He's great on stage. He will definitely make you laugh. Uh, uh, like I said, we have stuff coming out. So stay tuned. But anyways... You can cut it for now. Thanks for listening. Okay.